Welcome in uh, to the first Buzz on Sports podcast. Dave Baker here, and everybody's doing podcasts now. And so the folks at WKYT, as part of our WKYT podcast series, have asked me to do one as well. And we hope it's something that you enjoy. We're going to cover a lot of different topics uh, throughout the sports world and beyond, at least until we can walk up to that line and not get ourselves in too much trouble. But to start things off, uh, a friend, a colleague, who predates me just ever so slightly here at WKYT. Uh, Sam Dick is here with us to talk about a, a great project that is coming up here on WKYT that we wanted to talk to you about. I, I know you're slammed. Thanks so much for your time. Hey, I'm honored to be your oh, first stop, official guest. Stop it. Stop I it. am. Stop it. You, you covered uh, uh, an awful lot of stuff, not only from a news standpoint, but the people stories uh, that, that you guys did back on PM Magazine and everything. Mm-hmm. But, but you've done something now that we want to want to talk about today. And as we get into it, uh, what, what is the name of the show again? It's called Beyond the Bench, yeah. On the Road with Kentucky Basketball. Okay, and that's going to air when? Saturday, March 9th at 7 p.m. So the Florida game, their last regular scheduled right. SEC game, I believe. Is it is yeah, it's, a, it's a last regular season game, yeah, that afternoon. Yeah, so uh, a few hours after that Perfect. at 7 that night. We're going to take you on the road. Okay, so uh, let's talk a little bit about why you were interested in this, how this all came about and everything. Back in August, uh, I just thought, you know, hey, it'd be great to stick a wireless mic on Coach Calipari and do a story uh, or two on what a practice is like at right. UK. Because most people really don't get the chance to go into the Joe Craft Center and actually witness a practice. And from what I've heard and what I saw with this story uh, and this special, He's very hands-on. He mm-hmm. uh, is uh, very demonstrative. He is wild and crazy and fun and serious and intense. Uh, and when, when we went to UK with that idea, they said, well, let's do it one better. Why don't you go on the road with us? Mm-hmm. And as soon as they said that, I said, jackpot, because I'm thinking visually this is going to be really interesting sure. because we'll be going from location to location. So the idea, Dave, was to basically say, hey, UK fans and other folks are interested in this. This is your first class ticket uh, to spend, turned out about 53 hours, right. with the UK basketball team mm-hmm. as they got ready for Starkville and a dangerous Mississippi State team. Right. A couple of, couple of things I want to ask you about if, if you picked up on them. Uh, first of all, Cal being a cradle Catholic, he always does the Baptist preacher thing at practice, if you noticed it. He takes his watch off and puts it on that table the way a preacher puts it up on on the uh, uh, on the, on the lectern, and you know he keeps his time that way, just like it's up in a pulpit. And and then the other thing I've always told people, and I'd be interested to see if you agree, Sam, is that one thing Cal does during practice, there is this belief out there that he, uh, you know, these guys come in here and he kind of coddles them and everything. I've told people that in my mind, he coaches them hard, but he doesn't make it personal. He is very truthful and honest mm-hmm. with them. He's also a storyteller. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, one of the things that's neat about this special, Dave, is we're going to give people a chance to see, and I really truly believe this, a side of Coach Calipari that most people never see. What they do see is the uh, pregame news conference and the postgame news conference and interviews uh, occasionally, mm-hmm. and his wild self on the court when he is really trying to get the team to play the right way. What they don't see is the, are the intimate moments with the players, for example, in his hotel room 
on the night before the game, which is really sacred territory. Mm -hmm. There was one camera and one camera only in that room, and that was ours. And it was just the players, Coach Cal, and the coaches. That was it. We got to sit in on the film sessions, which were really interesting, which, by the way, he was not a part of. That's correct. And we'll talk about that in the special. Uh, we were with him at mealtime. We were with him in getting the locker room set up. There's a certain routine that he is very much... Uh, fixed on and everybody knows what that routine is but in this case on this trip we had a travel snafu because mm -hmm. the plane had mechanical difficulties and that really changed uh, the rest of that night and even the next morning. He, he's certainly a creature of habit and you he can is. see uh, that coaches are wired like that especially when things are going well they don't want to change anything. We're going to share with people what happens when something like that happens and how they adjust. And one of the interesting things to me is how many people go on these trips? Well, on this trip, including myself, Brian Milam, and Barton and Bill, there were 53 people. Right. I mean, I don't think people realize all the different folks that are on a road trip. This is a lot of folks. It ended up taking three planes because of this mechanical issue to get everybody to Starkville. Sure. And, and listen, Starkville is not a destination that people are normally fighting themselves for. I don't know what you thought about it. I've always loved it, but I mean, if you give a booster or somebody an opportunity to go someplace, Starkville is usually not number one on the list. Well, I, I saw it from the air at night, and there were a lot of more lights than I thought there would be. <laughs> uh, but basically, like the team, uh, we stayed at the Courtyard Mar Marriott, yep. just a few minutes away, and that's really all I saw. The Courtyard Marriott, our drive over in the bus to the hump, Humphrey Coliseum, yep. and that was what it was limited to, is what the team was doing. And it did, uh, uh, you know, we've been on those trips before. Uh, did Were you struck by the fact that it is very much a business trip? I mean, every minute is regimented for those guys. They are down there for a specific purpose. You know, there's obviously no sightseeing or anything like that. It's, it's go try to get a win and get back. I'll give you a couple examples. Absolutely. One, lights out at 10 on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. Well, in our special, we mentioned, hey, on a Friday night at 10, most college students are just starting to think <laughs> about what they might do that night. Right. <clears throat> These guys are behind closed doors, should be getting the rest they need. Yep. The second thing is, this is a little thing that I thought was really interesting. When they had their shoot around the next morning before breakfast, which is something Cal rarely does, but he did it for this game, at 7.30, they're just waking up. Yep. As they walked into the court, each player took a chair and sat down. And then the equipment manager and his student managers opened up the shoe carrier and took personally each pair of shoes to each player. Mm -hmm. So it's not like the guys are sitting there scrambling with a pile of shoes. It was very organized. And each player sat there and their shoes were delivered to them. They put them on and bang, you're on the court for 30 minutes. For and the, and the interesting thing about this is those guys, some of those guys now will change during the game. I mean, Keldon Johnson has done it. Hero has done it. Uh, and, and back in our day, people just didn't do that. They'd find a pair that they were comfortable with and they would, they would go forever. So it's even more uh, involved than that. And one of the side stories we talk about, who knew that the equipment manager, Mark Evans, is one of the closest people in that tight-knit group to Coach Calipari? Because he was at Memphis his freshman year. Right. And after his freshman year, Cal left and came up here 10 years ago, and Mark kind of came with him. Now, he didn't become the equipment manager right, right. away, but they're, they're also both Catholic. Right. And when Coach Cal goes to church, which he did that morning, yep. uh, the person waiting in the car with the engine running at 6.45 in the morning yep. is Mark Evans mm -hmm. to drive him to church for just 
And in this case, it wasn't a mass. I think they just went to, for some prayer. Sure. Uh, so it, those interesting little things that you learn more about people like Mark Evans behind the scenes who you probably never think of, except for the fact that he is replacing, so to speak, the great Bill Kitely. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Mr. Wildcat. Who we, we talk, ask him about that. What do you think about replacing a legend? And he, he tells you. Tells oh, that's us. great. Yeah. You know, one of, one of my favorite memories is back when we were all in New Orleans in 2012 and they, and they won the championship. And... Uh, we all went to Mass on Sunday morning at the Cathedral of St. Louis, which is a, a very historic sort of deal. And so Cal comes in there, and, and I mean, place is packed. It was Palm Sunday, and so there were all kinds of people from Kentucky and other schools. And, and the father who was up there doing the Mass just goes off on this thing about, oh, what kind of chance does a bunch of wildcats have against cardinals and making all these analogies and everything and had no idea that Cal was there. And so Cal went to see him after the mass and it was just priceless to see his face and they had a good conversation. You mentioned routines and without giving everything away, let me mention a couple of things that I thought that surprised me. One, there is a particular food that Cal absolutely will not allow to be anywhere near the breakfast serving area on the road, and I think at home as well. Now that is something I don't know. I'm because in that. he yeah. is convinced that if the players eat this particular food that we're going to tell you about in the special, they will lose the game. Oh wow! Uh, number two, but coaches aren't superstitious. Not at all. <laughs> another another thing is he has a ritual as to where the players change into their uniforms, and we'll talk about that. It is a specific place, and it's not done at this place. It's done at this place on the road. Wow. Uh, so you're right. It's, it's, they also, at the end of the shoot-around, do a half-court shot. Each player yes. uh, religiously takes a half-court shot. But the coaches shot. do it first. Yes. And so we'll and it's show not very pretty. That's right. But we'll show you the player that did hit it. Oh, it's unbelievable. And, and they, have, they have always kind of done stuff like that. And, and it's interesting, and, and I'm glad you got to see that look at it, because one of the things that Cal may be more so than some other coaches, while he's got certain things that he does – he will adjust to his team. And with a more veteran team, he really does not like to do that early morning shoot around because he wants those guys to get that additional rest. But with a young team like this one that hasn't been on the road much, that points to the fact that he feels like they need to get up, get going, get moving. They are not normal students by any stretch of no. imagination. In bed at 10 o'clock on a Friday night, up around 6.30, 6.45 on a Saturday morning, and even before they have the breakfast, they're having a pretty intense shoot-around. I mean, this is, it's, it is business, and it is a routine that he sticks to, and it's been pretty successful, hasn't it? Absolutely. And, and the tip-off there at State was an early afternoon tip-off, right? It was a noon Central Standard. Yeah, yeah. So it's very early for that time. But the one thing that I've also told people before, and you don't get into this too much, you do midweek or whatever, but the hardest thing and Cal does specific things to try to do. His hardest thing is for guys to sit in a hotel room. Could you imagine sitting in that hotel room in Starkville for like one of those 9 p.m. tip-offs? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not in your normal place, there's nothing to do, and it's a challenge to be as sharp as you normally would for a home tip-off at that time. We got extraordinary access, mm -hmm. and I am humbled and honored that we got that from, for WKYT and our viewers. They are going to be able to travel along with us on this journey. One of the things that we also did that they're going to get to see that you rarely get to see is they allowed us in the huddle during the game, and it was an intense game. It was a close game, mm -hmm. and yours truly had the shotgun mic. 
And my fear was over Cal's head, if this thing falls off on his head in the middle of an intense huddle, <laughs> I am dead. So we're going to give you sound from the huddle. And the other thing is, and this isn't giving anything away because everybody knows they won the game, but it was only by, I think, right. four, four points, is you're going to see what happens when Cal is not satisfied with their performance, uh, even after a win. And he is very, very honest. With and, the players. And, and I think, would you say now that you've had a chance to see it like that, Would I've always felt like that's one of the reasons he's so successful in recruiting because he tells these very talented young guys and their families not what they want to hear, but what they need to hear. He said uh, to me, uh, I think maybe he told the players this, uh, you want it real? I told you it was going to be real. This is real. I'm, I'm, I, this is the... You know, I'm not holding back. And he's and, and we don't go to, to the point where we embarrass a player or anything. But I was really it was really interesting to watch. You think after a win they walk in the into the uh, locker room and it's all this high five and jubilation. Well, I mean these guys knew they pulled it out by the skin of their teeth. They knew I think some of them knew that they hadn't played their best game right. and they were about to hear about it. He knows how to hit the button. But again, it's it's not personal. I don't I don't know if you ever saw one of the Billy Gillespie uh, practices. It was one of the most uncomfortable things I was ever around. No, I never I, had that pleasure. I, I mean, it was incredibly uncomfortable. And but but I mean, Cal is very pointed, but it, but it's not personal. Uh, you probably didn't have to do a lot of editing with language. I, I mean, just on occasion or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he he is a guy that that fits this program like a glove. This is this is not the easiest place in the world to be, but he is so comfortable here. The other thing I would say, and we've talked about Cal, and he really is the heartbeat of this special mm-hmm. that people are going to see this side of him they haven't seen before. But the other thing that I was struck by, Dave, is that his three coaches, uh, associate head coach Kenny Payne mm-hmm. and the two assistant coaches, um, Justice and uh, Tony, Tony Barbie, Barbie yep. are very, very involved with this team in terms of strategy and looking at film. He, Cal lets them even in the huddle, oh yeah, have their say when it's when that when he's ready for it, and and so they're not just standing there watching. I mean, they are very involved with these players, and it was interesting. I'd never been around them a lot, and I did interview uh, Coach Kenny Payne. The man, I was so impressed. With oh my him. gosh, oh he my talks God. about his relationship with the players, and also specifically I asked him about Reed Travis, who we also interviewed, and it it uh, he gets pretty personal. And, it's and, and, it's and, really, I think people are going to be surprised at what he says. I, I think it's extent. I think it's great. I've had the blessing to know those guys, John Robick, the special assistant. Mm-hmm. But it takes a while to develop trust, and so you know Kenny is great with that interpersonal activity with the players. Uh, Tony, of course, played for Cal up at UMass, and he has said on a number of occasions that no male besides his dad has had more influence on his life than Cal. And Cal has not wanted to do some things defensively, and Tony has kind of talked him into doing those things. And then Joel Justice, the guy that Rex refers to as DJ Pretty Man, he came on staff as one of those analytics guys. And so they all play a critical role, and most importantly, they all have Cal's trust. And we will explain to you in the special why Cal, and he'll explain it rather to our our viewers, to the UK faithful, why he sometimes is not at breakfast with the players and not a part of some of these film strategies. He's very involved with the team, but there's specific roles that these guys have and that he has with right. the players. We're looking forward to it. What, uh, the name and when it airs again, Sam? Again, it is Beyond the Bench, On the Road with Kentucky 
uh, basketball. Saturday, March 9th at 7 p.m., uh, a couple hours following the end of the uh, UK-Florida game. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's been Thank hard you. for me not to go by the edit bay and take a peek, but I want to see it when everybody else does. We appreciate you being here with us on this initial podcast. Uh, the other half of, of Team Calipari we'll be talking to uh, next week. Remember, you can uh, subscribe on uh, SoundCloud and catch all the WKYT podcasts. Thanks so much for joining us.